0: Well, end of the draft day. For those of you who follow with the draft and the craft, it's Dennis, JP. Brad's kind of just hanging out in the corner, Uh, and we are in the basement one more time. We were outside, JP. We were playing some ladder golf, some lawn games, some coob, some Scandinavian wood-throwing stuff, and then then the rain came. Chess?
1: Isn't that what they call it? Scandinavian, like, lawn chess?
0: I love how they do Scandinavian chess. It means all chucking sticks at things. Hey, I mean, it's a lot of fun. It is. It's a great game. But the rains decided to start coming, so we decided to wrap up with the last couple of picks in the NFL, uh, 2023 NFL draft. There's like five or six left right now. We decided, you know what, let's jump in, and we're going to give quick reactions. These are not our full-on, you know, full-blown takes on all no the teams. grades today. No grades, anything like that, but just quick hitter, quick takes on all of the teams that we cover. So you've got 16. I've got 16. Let's get into it, as we usually do with the AFC, with the AFC North Cincinnati Bengals. Give me some Hootay up in there.
1: I, I actually like this class quite a bit. I mean it's a, I mean, I don't know. I, I wasn't super high on Miles Murphy, mm-hmm. but I mean at twenty eight I like that pick a lot. But I mean DJ Turner, Jordan Battle, Charlie Jones, Chase Brown, baby hands of Sovius. I mean, I like all these guys. Got a little mm-hmm. funky at the end, but Brad Robbins, I mean, they got they got two Michigan Wolverines. So. Right. I I like this class quite a bit, man. I'm yeah. not upset with any of this.
0: And they need to replace, you know, I Feel some like they bodies. went a little
1: hard on on offense,
0: right? At the end, but yeah, they need to replace some bodies in the back seven, and they did that on defensive side of the ball. They grabbed a couple wide receivers and uh, a running back because who knows who they're going to keep at the running back? I mean, you might have Joe Mixon this year, you might not at this point. So he's still kind of up in the air right there. So, decent draft, definitely for Cincinnati, Cleveland had a little less to work with. They did not start picking until the third round. So they had the 11th pick in the third round, 35th in the third round, and then they had a couple fourths, couple fifths, and a sixth. So you're looking at Cedric Tillman, Siaki, Dewan Jones, Isaiah Maguire, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, Cameron Mitchell, Luke Whippler And it's a mixed bag for me, to be honest with you. I mean, the good news for them is they got some value even starting in the third round because Cedric Tillman, you and I aren't that high in him. A lot of other people like him. He's a big body receiver, but we're still waiting to see if he can you know, more or less fill in his potential. Siaki Ika, another huge body, and uh, somebody who can just kind of sit there and anchor their line. They needed help on the defensive line. I don't know that he's the right fit for them, but obviously they thought it could be a help for them. Dewan Jones, who we thought was going to go well before the fourth round, going to uh, Cleveland in the fourth round, great pickup for them just to have a huge guy sitting on the, uh, the right side of their line because you're not going to put him anywhere else. Luke Whipler's teammate. Ended up in the sixth round and a guy that we thought could easily go much higher than that. So definitely some value picks for them in there. And then Dorian Thompson Robinson, he fits what they want to do in the sense of uh, he's kind of a a I guess, homeless man's version, if you will, <laughs> of uh, Deshaun Watson with his skill set and what he likes to do. So overall, not a bad draft for Cleveland, given what they had to work with.
1: Yeah, if we go out to Pittsburgh here, I mean, I I like their class a fair amount as well. I mean, my favorite pick is probably their first pick just because <laughs> I, know, I I knew they needed to go O-line, so they got Brojo. Mm-hmm. I mean, i said that all season long since like week one is that O-line is not good. No. Then they get... The bloodlines with Joey Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. Then they get my guy Keanu Benton, and yeah. then they follow it up with Darnell Washington, and was like a third. sixth offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I I like what they're doing. I mean, Herbig wasn't bad. choice was a, or Trice, Corey Trice was a steal in the seventh, yeah. Him. I I like the class quite a bit. Right, I'm not mad about it. Yeah,
0: and adding Spencer Spencer Anderson is just sort of a depth pick at the end. Yeah, the Steelers had a very solid draft. I think they're going to get one of the better grades when we actually come back to it. And they and again they well it makes sense because they hit their needs in a
1: way like they filled whole like when you go back to like the Bengals who I just talked about. Right, I mean you've got Tyler Boyd and you you've got Higgins and you've got Chase and then they doubled they got two more wide receivers. Right. You know, I like Charlie Jones a lot, and Sovius is cool on paper until you see his little, you know, squirrel <laughs> hands, but I don't know. They get yeah. drafted in areas where they're already strong.
0: Well, another team that I don't think you know about and uh, I have to say that I'm kind of on the fence about as well with their draft is Baltimore. Zay Flowers in the first round. We both loved that pick as much as you didn't love it because you didn't want to go to Baltimore, but it's no, still a I great pick say. for them. He's wasted though. You're wasted. And then, uh, not quite. You only had a few beers. Hey. But they grabbed Trenton Simpson in the second round, which or third round rather, which ended the third round, not a bad value for him right there. But then they kind of made some interesting choices. Tavius Robinson, Caillou Blue Kelly, and <laughs> Malasala. Arumve Laulo, I'm sure I screwed up that name, from Oregon. So the, some of the middle picks were questionable for me about where they were getting them and what they were looking to do. But then they grabbed Andrew Voorhees in the seventh, who was a guy that both of us really liked. I'm very surprised to see him hang around as long as he did. So uh, the the seventh round is a great pickup for Baltimore, even if Brad falls asleep while we talk about these kinds of things. So that's fine. Now let's move over to the AFC South now, and uh, why don't you kick us off with uh, Tennessee. Again,
1: I mean, this isn't, it's weird. I don't know. I like this class as well. Mm -hmm. Not as much as I liked the Steelers, I don't think. But, you know, I'm not grading these today, but Peter Skaronsky, as long as he's playing on the interior, absolutely. (laughs) Well, he's (laughs) best old lineman in the draft Mm -hmm. if he's on the interior. Sure. You know they took their shot with Will Levis but i love Tyje Spears mm-hmm. Josh Wild was a solid pick and yep. i wasn't a huge fan of Jalen Duncan but in the 6th round why not exactly so um yeah i can't mm-hmm. can't hate on this draft class at all yeah i mean, don't know much about Colton Dowell,
0: their their 7th round pick but uh, but again uh, up and down the line they filled needs they put bodies in the spots where they're going they want them to be uh, you've got help at different positions Tyje Spears can take a little bit of the load off of uh, of Derrick Henry and just overall not transcendent but very solid and again the AFC South is still looking like a pretty wide open division this year so you know Tennessee has put themselves in good position to try to contend for that one one of the teams that they're going to be contending with the Indianapolis Colts I kind of like what the Colts did We both like Anthony Richardson, Mm -hmm. again, as long as he has to start this year. I'm hoping that they give Gardner Minshew, which is a double win for us because we both love Gardner Minshew, too. So Minshew gets this year, and Richardson will take over after that. But then uh, they grab Julius Brents in the second, Josh Downs in the third. I know you're not a Downs fan, but Blake Freeland in the fourth, along with uh, Adebowari in the fourth, Darius Rush in the fifth, Daniel Scott in the fifth, another guy you love. Will Mallory, Evan Hull, Titus Leo, Jalen Jones, Jake Witt, they took a lot of players. Now, they need a lot of help in places, but this is a pretty solid draft class up and down. There's not a whole lot of guys in there that I'm like, no, I'm not sure about him.
1: Yeah, I don't mind it. I mean, i it, they've got a shot of being up there at the top, the top tier once I get grades on these things.
0: Except for Josh Downs.
1: Except, yeah, I don't like that pick at all.
0: You're rude. All uh, right,
1: the Jacksonville <laughs> Jaguars, right? Yep. Let's go out there. So... <laughs> First pick, I like. I mean, I mocked it there a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, I don't mind them going O-line. Definitely like it. Projected mm-hmm. it at the end, especially once we saw that suspension of Cam Robinson. Mm-hmm. But Anton Harrison, like I say, that's solid. Uh, sure. Brenton Strange was the late riser for me. That might have been a little higher than what I thought for mm-hmm. him, but still a good player nonetheless. And then I kind of liked what they did at a couple other spots. But other than that, I'm... I'm I'm not huge on this class. It's definitely my, for the teams that I cover that I've been talking about Mm -hmm. today. I mean, this would be the worst one for me.
0: Sure. Well, I would say the two that stand out to me later on. They did get Antonio Johnson in the fifth round. when Some people were talking about a first or second round pick yeah, at one point.
1: Yeah, and Yasir Abdullah, those two mm-hmm. back-to-back. Yasir yeah. Abdullah and Antonio Johnson, yeah, shoot your shot. Let's go for sure. it. But and then they picked Other up, than that, I'm just not huge on anything.
0: Well, they picked up a weird uh, guy at the end of the seventh round. They grabbed Derek, Derek Parrish who, he, from Houston. Fullback slash edge rusher. He's listed as a fullback, but he's also yeah. played D-end. And so he's a guy that's got a weird fit, and so it'll be interesting to see. And not a bad way, but just it'll be interested to see how they go about fitting him into their offense going forward. The Houston Texans to wrap up the AFC South. C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson Jr., back-to-back picks after they moved up for him. So that's a baller start to your draft. And then it kind of gave up so much, though. Man. Yeah, they did. They gave up a lot. And then it got a little weird as and a little squiffy as they went down through because they got Juice Scruggs. I feel like they reached for him at the end of the second. Nathaniel Dell, Tank Dell. Uh, is that field stretching wide receiver they grabbed at the beginning of the third? Dylan Horton at the beginning of the fourth. Henry Tooto, who's on your bust list, although he's at the end of the fifth round, so you really can't put him too much yeah, in a bust can't anymore. Call the bus, huh? <laughs> Jarrett Patterson, a guy who's been mocked all over the place, got uh, in the sixth round. Xavier Hutchinson in the sixth. So that's, that's a, a really good pick. That's a very good pick. And then Brandon Hill uh, in the seventh. So uh, definitely a b- bit of a mixed bag. I feel like they hit on enough of these guys to where they're going to be able to put themselves in much better shape. But this is a team that kind of took two centers in this draft. Now, obviously I think they figure Patterson or Scruggs or both wound up playing not center and they really did have a need at center, so those two guys are going to compete for those uh, for those starting reps. Over to the AFC East. Why don't you start us off with your boys? Let's go Dude, to Dude, they
1: had like the best pick of the entire first round. <laughs> with Bagonzo. I've already talked about that. We talked about know?
0: taking him at 6 with Detroit at one at, a lot of the time.
1: Yes, and he should have been. But so, a great pick there. Um, I understand why they took Keon White, not right. one of my favorite picks, but I kind of like what they did early on today on uh-huh. day three with City So and Antonio Mafi. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I'm not huge on this class at all. They, I, I think they, they, they aced got, they got it with Christian Gonzalez and everything else is just kind of like, okay.
0: What do you think Zephyr thinks about that? He came down because you were talking about the Patriots. Yep. <laughs> Dogs it. letting himself. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, again, I liked Demario Douglas uh, as a, as a sixth-round pick, definitely. I didn't like Boutte as a sixth-round pick, but they had so many uh, at the back end of the draft. They, they gave themselves some some lottery tickets here to see what can happen, and I think between So and, Ma- and Mafia they're going to get at least one starter. Maybe Between two. those two, yeah, and maybe even two, right. So good start for them. Now jumping over to the New York Jets, Will McDonald in the first round, and then Joe Tipman, who you love, Carter Warren, who I was a bit surprised to see go in the fourth, Israel Abanaconda, another Pittsburgh guy. In the fifth, Zaire Barnes, Jarek Bernard-Converse, and Zach Koontz. So, very much mixed bag for me. I think that the first two picks, great. Abanaconda is a guy we like. Zach Koontz is a guy we like. But some of the other picks, I don't know that they help themselves out too much with some of those.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not huge on it either. But. Right.
0: And again, we're going to get these grades a little later on to you. But to keep us rolling through the East. Why not talk a little bit about Miami? We have not had a ton of love for the fish so far on this show because they didn't do much until the third round. Well, I mean the second second round round, and the second
1: Yeah, Cam Smith. I mean, I Mm -hmm. like him a lot and the value there is off the charts, but I didn't think he was a huge need. Um, Obviously Mm -hmm. I thought running back and tight end was a big need and they addressed the tight end. I mean the running back, not the tight end. Sorry about that. But yeah. So, I mean, Devin a chain, that'd be kind of exciting to see how he looks. I mean, in this offense mm-hmm. if Tua can stay healthy I mean the types of things that he can do to open things up when you have two electric wide receivers I mean right I, I get it they're going all upside on this mm-hmm. thing but Elijah Higgins is just kind of there he's for big. me and Ryan Hayes he could Hayes, be a small
0: I like, say I look at Elijah Higgins could be a small tight end for them depending on how they want to use him yeah he's 6'3 235 this guy is not a small individual at that position.
1: I just think, it is deep, you know, there is no elite talent, but it's deep like for solid talent mm-hmm. at the tight end position. Like, I can't believe they didn't find a way to get one of those guys.
0: Agreed. Yeah, and so Miami definitely scratching your head a little bit with what happened out there. So I believe we also still have one other team to talk about in the East, and that is Buffalo, the only actual New York team, as we like to have fun with. They had Kincaid in the first round, Osiris Torrance towards the end of the second round, Dorian Williams to the end of the third round. We talked about that yesterday. I'm mean, like, they had a great start. And then they had fifth and seventh round picks this uh, this day today. So Justin Shorter, big body, not necessarily uh, a crazy value, but at the same time, in the fifth round, you're sort of just you know throwing darts out there. Nick Broker at guard, and then Alex Austin, the corner from Oregon State. So this is a very good draft on the top end and kind of an average one on the back end. But at the end of the day, Buffalo helped, them, helped themselves out. They're a better team after the guys they picked up, there's no doubt.
1: I like Buffalo's draw.
0: Right. So let's head out west. And, uh, you know, why don't you start us off out west? Let's go Denver to begin with.
1: You want to go Denver? Yeah. All right. Let me get my notes on Denver here and take a peek. So uh, they said a lot of things. I, I don't know.
0: They, I like they how got, they
1: got three, two I don't know if you really good list, players, way, one JP? solid
0: player. Looking at their their list, every pick they had was from a trade, one way or the other. Yeah, crack me up.
1: Yeah, it's it's quite funny. I mean, Marvin Mims, some people are super high on him. Mm-hmm. Not really my thing, but whatever it is, what it is. But Drew Sanders, it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love that pick. Love the, the Riley round, Moss yeah. pick. J.L. Mm-hmm. Skinner, solid in the sixth. Yeah, you're definitely higher on him than I am. But in the sixth round, why the heck not? Right. So I'm here for that. And the same kind of thing goes with Alex Forsythe. Right. I mean, he was a center that we liked a fair amount. But I mean, in the seventh round, right. absolutely. Yeah. He's almost Mister and He's like two picks
0: away. <laughs> yeah, Forsythe is a guy that if he would have been taken. Uh, earlier i would have been concerned about but in the seventh round sure again Mm -hmm. at this point you really are just sort of throwing stuff up against the wall and seeing what sticks right so uh it looks like of the players we talked about yeah everybody else and now we're, we're finally done with the draft we're all the way through all 42 picks of the seventh round and most of those guys that we're picking uh were in the nfc so we'll touch on those players in a little bit the other teams in the afc west that we have to touch on well kansas city the defending champs they grabbed Felix in the first Raji round. Raji so Rice! Between Felix and Raji Rice, you were just kind of like, all right, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever happens, happens. And what did happen was not Nothing a lot of... Nothing else beyond not, that. Not, good I mean, yeah, they didn't impress. Wanya Morris is a tackle that we thought was going to go later than the third. Jamari Connor is a player that neither of us really paid attention to uh, in this process. B.J. Thompson from a small school, Stephen F. Austin. Keandre Coburn, uh, probably the second or third best defensive tackle at Texas. But then Nick Jones in the seventh round uh, from uh, Ball State is a nice pick up for them at the end of the draft so they did they book into the draft nicely the middle rounds were a little wonky but uh, coming out of this draft with felix energy k and uh rashi rice i mean come on now can't really argue that can you
1: hey you already said at the top two i'm good didn't care what happened from there
0: let's go to vegas
1: vegas oh man so I, <laughs> I'm a not a Tyree draft. Wilson fan, so I, I'm I'm out. At but he's seven. such a
0: Raider type player, isn't it? <laughs> I guess so. Super athletic and toolsy. Sup- super
1: like what they did with Michael Mayer though. Thirty yes. fifth pick. That's that's mm-hmm. very good.
0: And he replaced um, Waller. What's that? They had to replace Waller. So.
1: Yep. Um. But yeah. I don't know. What do you say <laughs> outside of that?
0: Jacorian and Bennett in the fourth round is a nice pickup. Aiden O'Connell is going to be a solid backup for them? Uh, in the fourth, I'm not round a big
1: a, fan of Chris Smith. I love Chris Smith.
0: No, I'm, I'm looking forward to like him I, being a starter next year.
1: This might be the worst draft class for the teams that I cover. You're
0: the worst draft class.
1: This is bad. <laughs> That's not bad. It's
0: we'll bad. see what happens. We're wait until you see Chris Smith lighten people mm-hmm. up, and you're going to be, so mm-hmm. be so happy he's it's a Raider. You're going to be so happy he's a Raider. All right, last team in the AFC to talk about is uh, Brad's Chargers, and we start off with Quinton Johnston, who again. Brad not too high on him, but you know, hey, he's uh, he's gonna be he's gonna be effective, I think, for them. They grabbed Tui Tupolo They grabbed Dan, Diane Henley, Darius Davis, uh, one of three TCU players. Then Jordan McFadden, Scott Matlock, and then Max Dugan to be the uh, backup quarterback for them in the seventh round. But uh, McFadden is gonna be a nice piece in the offensive line, which they needed help with. They got linebacker help, which they needed. They got edge help, which they needed. They got wide receiver help, which needed. so this isn't a bad draft for them. There's a couple picks in there that I'm like, why did you do that? But overall, I feel like they're they're definitely heading in the right direction in, uh, in L.A. They've given themselves some good weapons to add to Justin Herbert's 75% shoulder, apparently, is where that's at right now. <laughs> so we're going to pause real quick before we jump into the NFC and talk about some of the beer we've been having today. Maybe a little bit from yesterday, too. But uh, we've been bouncing around uh, some of the breweries that I have been popping in and out of as I went through uh, the country. We had uh, some from Florida today. We had some from Kentucky today, some from Tennessee, all over the place. What's your favorite that we've had today, JP?
1: Ooh, my favorite is probably the Scofflaw Brewing, the barrel-aged vanilla maple. with Absentium. Absentium?
0: Yeah. And that's the one. that That might be
1: my favorite one of all the ones we've had this entire weekend.
0: Well, I get a kick out of that because that was the one that you told me when I sent you a picture of the wall saying, hey, dude, I'm here. You're like, that one, I want that one, and that's the one you, we got you, and it worked out. It's good. I really, really
1: enjoyed that one. Mm-hmm. I, the one thing I will say, though, is there was a lot of the barrel age. There's a lot of the coffee mm-hmm. notes, a lot of the vanilla. The maple is just a little touch, mm-hmm. just a little touch of the maple, which again, I, that's a good thing. I'm yeah. not saying that's a bad thing. It was pleasant because I don't, I don't like want the overpowering sweetness sure. of it.
0: Well, and I think that the uh, the stout, that, that Absentium stout or, or some version of it is like this is a, well, a one-off of that. It's like it's they went and flavored one of their, their main beers. So I got to give a huge shout out to the people at Scoffle. I did it last show. I'm going to do it again this show because not only are they awesome people and they have fun with experimenting with beer, they also hooked us up with beers. Like we're not the kind of people. And again, you know, look, one of these days we expect to have thousands and hundreds of people, you know, paying attention to our show uh right now we have people snoring through our show and that's fine too but we expect to have people pay attention to our show at some level uh but we aren't the kind of people who are like trying to be influencers and be like oh hey uh, give us free stuff because 18 people will find out about it like no look we're gonna we pay for our beer but the people at scofflaw were so freaking cool uh they wanted us to just have it so they gave so, us that beer that you thought was the best beer they gave us well, a bunch of other stuff we haven't even finished yet we're gonna have thing, more though. fun with them in another episode
1: for the weekend, though, that one tied another one, okay. the uh, Devil by Night,
0: which is from their partner brewery, brewery at Bearded Iris in uh, in Nashville.
1: The, those two tied there for the, the top two. I don't know what I'd pick.
0: Okay. Well, and again, we have to do them side by side, probably. And I think they're just two different. Yeah. They're two different beers, too, though. Yeah. Because one's got the peppery, one's got the vanilla. Either way, those were both really good ones. And so, full props to them uh, for making things happen. We also had uh, West Sixth redeem themselves slightly. From the, the, what would you call it, the Perm beer? <laughs> Your first time the around. Perm. The West 6th IPA, which is a very good IPA that we just maybe, I'll be honest with you, maybe the beer that I had didn't make it back intact in as way the way it should have, uh, or you just really didn't like that particular IPA. But they had another one that we grabbed called the Double Coconut German Chocolate Snake Cake. It was full-on name, full-on flavor. Full so on. much going I on with that one. I think
1: the first sip caused my tongue to have a seizure.
0: It was definitely a was lot. a lot going in.
1: on, and I couldn't unpack it quick enough, but it wasn't bad. It was, it was really good. It it was, was... There was a lot of just... They named it well. Right. It's German chocolates <laughs> in there. That's well, pretty again, obvious. The snake
0: cake is what they do every year for their anniversary, so they just do different versions of it. They had a rocky road there as well, but they told me to get the German chocolate. Uh, cake, so we went with that one. We also had Priory of Shadows from uh, Ethereal. We had a couple different good brews from Ethereal this weekend, and then several from Cigar City that were all all solid. I mean, the Cigar City ones, I That's the I don't thing about the Cigar
1: one. City that cracked me up. Like, mm-hmm. nothing wowed me, but nothing was bad.
0: Well, because you didn't get to have the Hunapu.
1: <laughs> yeah, your, your milkshake.
0: <laughs> yeah. Amongst uh, either of them. Either the Double Stuff Hunapu or just the regular one. So, we'll have to see if we can get down to, uh, to Cigar City in March of next year and make that happen. But uh, that kind of takes us through the beers. Is there anything else from a beer standpoint? We are drinking one right now. We're drinking we one that you've talked one about right
1: now. We're having one I've already talked about on the show, mm-hmm. the uh, odd size thirteenth anniversary one. And I'll be honest I'm with you, you, not you like it, it better than
0: I do. I, I do. like it.
1: Guarantee I do. But, but it, it's so a stout that tastes like I'm telling you that little mint Hershey's kiss like candy cane.
0: <laughs> and I'm not a huge candy cane fan, so that might be why I'm not enjoying it as much as you do. And but
1: I do like it. It's candy. still
0: really good. Not complaining about it. I am a very, very appreciative that you still hung on to one of these for me. So thank you for that. But again, Oddside, uh, here in Michigan, it's on the west coast of uh, the state. So right in Grand Haven, if you are in that part of the state. And again, there's a lot of people who come up there in the summertime. Oddside makes a lot of fun, random, weird beers. They are odd, and they hold to their name. So give them a shot if you get up here. Well, let's jump into the a- NFC, rather. So the NFC North, do you want to just start off with Detroit?
1: You know I do, dude.
0: Okay, we'll get into it, son.
1: All right. So, dude, we already knew that first pick. I, I was, I, I was, once that happened, I was like, oh, <laughs> no.
0: What's going to happen? This
1: isn't going to go good. Were you
0: almost, is, at, you weren't quite at like a, uh, a I told Brad I was going to take my jersey off. You weren't, you weren't quite at a Eric Ebron or, uh, no, um, you weren't even quite that level.
1: Nothing's ever touched Ebron.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's good.
1: Nothing is compared to how I, you weren't felt you were that quite, long. were
0: you, was this, at, did this start out at about a ziggy level for you, though? Not quite that bad? No, because we traded
1: back. So what it was is it's like, "Uh uh-oh, my guy's on the board. Let's get him. They traded back Mm -hmm. and acquired picks. I'm like, okay, I'm never mad about trading back and acquiring picks. So let's see what happens. And then my guy was still on the board. So then I was like on cloud nine. And then they took a running back. And I started having (laughs) meltdown threatening to take my jersey off and this and that. But it is what it is. So here's the thing. I believe you asked me a few episodes back, what two players am I higher Mm -hmm. on than
0: the rest of the world? Right. That's how we ended one of the episodes. What were my answers, Dan? You answered, and you reminded me of this today so I can sound smart, but you answered Jack Campbell and Brian Branch. Who did the Lions draft? They drafted Jack Campbell and Brian Branch. I'm
1: good. (laughs) The rest of the class doesn't matter. Gibbs, I don't care that I was Mm -hmm. upset about that. Love Campbell, love Branch, LaPorta, yeah, I threw my spatula, it is what it is. But I, he's a good player, like it was LaPorta. just the fact that I wanted Branch there, like, right. why wouldn't you just take Branch there? So, I didn't Like, think if you would good... have
0: known, if you would have known that Detroit was getting Branch at then the next fine. pick, you I'm wouldn't totally have thrown a spatula. Laporte, yeah. But I'm still, still glad you did. Still
1: wouldn't have been what I would have done, but it
0: is what it is. But that's a video but, I've gotten to share with people, and it yeah. makes me happy.
1: And then the rest of the draft, I mean, I get why they took Hooker, and right. I don't hate that pick, not what I would have done. And right. They kind of lost me a little bit on the last three, but hey, they got Campbell mm-hmm. and they got Branch. Right. That is all that matters. If they would have sure. sandwich Raji Rice in there for me, right? my goodness, would I have been ecstatic.
0: Well, and the way I look at this is you've got an absolutely insanely massive individual in Broderick Martin. I mean, he is 6'5", 337. That is titanically mm-hmm. large. And so he's a oh, guy- I get
1: why they went that. Well, I don't mind that pick at all. No,
0: and he's going to be a rotational piece- that you can put in there and have him and Lee McNeil. He is a little bit older, but he's got potential to at least be a rotational piece for the defensive line. Uh, Colby Soresdahl, uh, I don't know much about him, I'll be honest with you, but he did have some pretty good tape on what we saw uh, on the highlight piece there. And Antoine Green, look, I don't know what's going on with Antoine Green. I'm not saying it's right, wrong, or otherwise. He's fast. I just, he is fast. He's fast and he's six he's foot solid
1: two. Size, six two, like one ninety something,
0: which is roughly about 200 pounds. Yeah. So he's, he's roughly slightly what Detroit needed.
1: larger than baby hands. OK, well, there you go. There you go. He's got nine inch paws.
0: Put it this way. Not are you bad. happier to have that uh, wide receiver from uh, North Carolina than a different one? Yes. Yeah, you're a jerk. All right. You know
1: why? Because neither one of them matter, but I didn't have to spend as expensive <laughs> a capital. Yeah, very true. I got him at a cheaper price. Yeah,
0: getting him in the seventh was a, was a good get, I would suppose, even if there's other guys maybe we would have liked a little bit more. But so overall, Detroit uh, did a lot of good things to help themselves out, even if it wasn't in the order that maybe we were thinking they would go. Let's go to Green Bay. The Packers had a slightly annoyingly good draft.
1: You know, I don't disagree with that statement, but I would say... They were off to a really good start that I right. didn't mind because I, I like Lucas Van Ness a lot, right. and I don't care if he's at 13. I love that mm-hmm. pick. That's about where you had him. And I didn't like Musgraves, but where they got him, can't be mad about it. Right. So it's like the opposite of Van Ness for me, but hey. Uh, and then Jaden Reed, a mm-hmm. little rich for me, but I could see it. And then they turned around and got Tucker Kraft, who I thought was an awesome pick at that point.
0: Mm-hmm. But you've already got a tight end.
1: Don't matter. Uh, still... Great player. Then mm-hmm. they lost me for a little while, but then yeah. they came back and they got Carl Brooks, oh. which I absolutely loved in the sixth round. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, they had a bunch of picks after that because I feel like the Packers had 45 different they, picks. They had a bunch. It's a little sad to see our fellow alum, Lou Nichols the third, end up as a Packer. They but. picked
0: 13 players. You know all these guys aren't going to make the roster. It's tough stuff, but yeah. yeah. Lou Nichols, the third uh, running back, who had a great year in 21. 22 was less uh, awesome, but still solid. Yeah, he um, was on the Noah dude. Sewell plan. Right, exactly. You When I said Lou Nichols got drafted, you looked at me with a smiling, expect expecting face, and then I said by the Packers, and you just uh. dropped. Face yep. just dropped. All right, so the Packers, annoyingly good draft from them. Chicago, the Bears had Darnell Wright, Javon Dextro, Tyreek Stevenson, Zach Pickens. All of that yesterday, all of those solid picks. And then they followed up with some picks that we kind of like. In the fourth round, they grabbed Roshon Johnson, the backup uh, for Bijan Robinson at Texas, who's in his own right a very solid running back. Tyler Scott, Noah Sewell. uh, And then his fifth, fifth, sixth, seventh round, Terrell Smith, Travis Bell, Kendall Williamson. I'm not sure about those guys as much, uh, but they definitely helped themselves out a lot. Noah Sewell, a guy that we thought, if he had a good season, could potentially have been a couple, like a top, you know, first, second round draft pick and instead just sort of cratered. Like we talked about being on that plan. And at the same time, getting him in the fifth round, you know, that's not bad value for him. He's about where he played was a fifth round draft pick this year. So the bears had uh, for me, a great draft and for you an annoyingly good one.
1: <laughs> yeah, just fair.
0: You don't want to say anything about them.
1: Nope. Do sure. Don't
0: <laughs> you're you're annoyed. Aren't you?
1: A little a wee bit, but it's, it's not <laughs> the greatest draft, but it's solid.
0: Well, let's talk about Minnesota and a team that you can make a little fun of. Minnesota
1: made five straight awful picks and then closed her out with a home run.
0: <laughs> so, again, Jordan Addison, Mackay Blackman, J. Ward, Jaqueline Roy, Jaron Hall, but then...
1: Then, at pick 222, they took Dwayne McBride, which mm-hmm. I think's is an awesome pick.
0: Yeah, he is... That is the best pick. Well, and again, when you look at him and his size and what he can do... Uh, and, again, they've already moved on from, from Cook, would so be, him and Madison.
1: Would it be weird to say that I know with like for, for a fact I would have rather taken Dwayne McBride <laughs> over every single player in this draft at the position they were taking except for maybe Addison, but I don't like Addison at all either. Sure. But, like, Blackman in the third, give me McBride there. <laughs> Ward in the fourth roy in the fifth sure. Paul in the fifth yeah, yeah. i'll take mcbride and all of those locations <laughs> yeah over the player they took
0: man i i hope he gets a fair shake to, to make that team because he's a they very trade solid cook he
1: can be the starting guy
0: that's what i mean between him and madison they don't need cook right now <laughs> yeah i know it's a bold take but i don't think they need cook right now it's up to them what they choose to do there let's go to the nfc south and uh, I'm going to start with some Hudat. I'm going to start with New Orleans, and uh, Brian Brzee was their first pick in the first round. They grabbed Foskey in the second, Kendra Miller in the third, and so that was yesterday, and that's a pretty solid start, all things considered, for where they were at and who they were picking. I think Foskey might have been a little high, but Kendra Miller, guy you are huge on. Uh, not as high as Brad is on him because, you know, that's why he's snoring through it. But uh, in the fourth round, right to start off, they traded up to grab Nick Saldaverry who is a huge-bodied offensive tackle, 6'6", 18. Big body that played well at the Senior bowls. So a lot of people were big on him. They took Jake Hayner as a developmental quarterback. He was the sixth guy off the board. Jordan Howden, yeah, that's kind of an iffy pick for me from Minnesota, but then they took A.T. Perry, your boy, my boy, in the sixth round. Should
1: have been gone like two three rounds earlier. So
0: great for, uh, for New Orleans. Derek Carr is going to be very happy to add him with Alave. And again, A.T. Perry is going to walk into a situation where he can be the th- if Michael Thomas is healthy, the third wide receiver.
1: If. If. He's going to be if, wide receiver number two post okay. week one. Well, point being, Thomas it's, still, will be hurt by them. it's
0: still a great fit for them. Yep. It's, it's super Absolutely. awesome to see that happen for New Orleans. All right, let's jump over to another team in the NFC South. Do you want to go Tampa?
1: You know I do.
0: There's a go. Dude, I like
1: every single pick that Tampa made except for 181. So Okay. They had a solid, solid draft. Kalaji Kansi, mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Absolutely love it. Uh-huh. Wish they would have went o line earlier, but you know what? It was fine. Cody Second Mock. round, they took Cody Mock. Mm-hmm. King play everywhere. Then they took my guy, Yaya Diaby, and then they took Servokia <laughs> Dennis, which mm-hmm. I like quite a bit. Payne Durham. I'm You're a fan higher of pain. on him yeah. than I am, but I still like that pick. Right. Trey Palmer and Jose Ramirez, to close it out. Jose Ramirez at 196 was That's insane. Nuts. But uh, yeah. I, you know, obviously I skipped over pick 181. Josh Haynes is the only question mark.
0: Right. And Haynes is kind of, you know, shrug your shoulders a little bit. He he bounced around a lot. Uh who knows? He he might, you know, be able to step up uh, and and play a role for them, but I feel like they helped themselves out in a lot of other places. And of course you and I are both huge fans of Cancy, huge fans of mock. You're a huge fan of Diaby. I'm a huge fan of Durham. It's a good thing they went to a team that we like.
1: Yeah, it's weird (laughs) because they just took a lot of really, really solid players. Like, there's nothing that's like, oh, it's outstanding. But it's like, that's a really good pick. That's that's a a team
0: that needed to reload in spots.
1: I know, but it's just. Just, it's just a really it's not a mm-hmm. top tier draft like they have no chance of being like one of those A grades but it's just a really good draft it's
0: a, it's a bit above average solidly it, oh, above yeah. average like that's
1: a B pluser even though I know we're not grading them today right. but I feel like <laughs> it's there
0: yeah well and again you're right in that ballpark definitely so hanging out with the dirty birds I'll go to Atlanta and they had sort of a head scratching draft for us cuz they started off hot Bajon Robinson, Matthew Bergeron, and even Zach Harrison to an extent I'm less of a fan of him personally but uh, he's definitely gotten a lot of people who've gotten a lot of love for him. And then they grab Clark Phillips in the fourth. And, you know, we both think Clark Phillips has got maybe a better head than body for the game, I think is probably the nice way to put it. So I'm getting ready to talk about another guy the same way. Right. Well, DeMarco Helms, uh is another solid safety pickup. Javon Gwynn, not somebody I'm as high on at uh, at guard. But, uh, you know, it's a guy who's a two-time captain. You can play guard or center. So, uh, not a bad draft from them. They're definitely above average, but they're not blowing the doors off I me. Mean, let's put it that way.
1: All right. I'm going to take it out to Carolina here. Get into it. So Carolina is an interesting one, man. Like They only had five picks there. Mm-hmm. You got Bryce Young and Mingo and DJ Johnson, Chandler Zavala, and uh, Jamie Robinson. Three out of five Jamie. is not bad. I like four out of five a lot. I like Jamie, too. Well, yeah, three out of five I like a lot. So here's the thing. <laughs> the three I like a lot are Mingo Zavala and Robinson, but I'm gonna dog Robinson in here in a second. So Bryce Young, I like the pick a Stop lot. Stop picking like, on Bryce. If he works, then this is an A.
0: When he works,
1: I okay, <laughs> okay. So that that's the thing. But I, I can't dog a team for you know moving up and taking their guy. I mean, he was without a uh-huh. doubt, he's the best quarterback in the draft. I've said this a million times. Just, I don't know. How he's gonna play at 185 and mm-hmm. make it alive, but anyways, <laughs> 190 Mingo, to pick 39. That's a little rich for me, but hey, they needed to go get another wide receiver for right. Bryce Young. They got rid of DJ Moore. He'll mm-hmm. be a solid piece in there. He's got some big old mitts. He can catch stuff. He's six two, two twenty. DJ boy. Johnson, lost me. Right. Don't know what they were doing there, but I absolutely love Chandler Zavala. Like, I'm sorry when you factor in value, mm-hmm. like that's probably my favorite pick they made. Yes. Like, it's a bit over everything. But then J- Jamie Robinson, aka Jamie, for mm-hmm. me. But I d- I like the fact that they took their shot here, right. at 145. Fifth, but here's yep. the thing, like what I've said a million times when I watch this guy on tape, I like him mm-hmm. a lot. And then all of a sudden, I figure out that he's just a terrible athlete, and he's not all <laughs> that big. And it's like, how does he do this? Yeah, and again, so I don't know. But take he's your got shot at one forty-five. Why not?
0: Right, he's got the head for the game, even if he doesn't have you know the body necessarily quite the same way, right? And DJ Johnson, I gotta feel like it's the opposite there. They took him because of the tools, the potential with him, and maybe thinking that Brian Branch could teach him a few things rather than uh, than what you had with Jammy potentially. So. All right, let's move over to the NFC East, and uh, you know what? Why don't you start off with the team you keep trying to throw it my way?
1: Oh, you, you see, I want me to See, Dan likes this team so no, much he couldn't way. wait. He wanted to hit them first. Get it
0: done and he move on. He wanted to
1: hit them first. He wanted Stop. to talk about the Stop. New York Dan football giants. Stop. Let's get into it. So Rude. their draft is very just all right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Deontay Banks I mean I get it he's a right. super athlete people were higher on him than I am but at 24 mm-hmm. why not love the John Michael Schmitz pick absolutely love it sure um as far as the little baby wide receivers go Hyatt's probably my favorite one of them <laughs>
0: he's six foot it's fine Tall than he's you.
1: tiny little thing Tall and, than you. and he's definitely not as athletic as what his tape shows but
0: you run a straight sure. line. He,
1: I guess so. I, I actually really liked their gray pick. I, I was mm-hmm. a big fan of him, but and then they started mm-hmm. to lose me a little bit. You know, Trey yeah. Hawkins the third, Jordan He's Riley, tall. Javarius Owens. You know, him. People say what they want. That's a sixth round and two right. seventh round picks. So it is what it is. I'm not gonna, you know, beat them up too bad about that, but. There are a lot of people at the end of the draft that we. There's a lot of people that didn't get drafted that we like there's, better than the, yes. all three of them.
0: Well, and we'll talk about that probably, you know, like Tuesday, Different whatever, episode, coming into next yeah. week. We'll talk about the UDFA's that we're really big, you know, big fans yeah. of. So I mean, this feels I, like I don't, a year because of how weird this draft has been. There's going to be a lot of undrafted guys that make rosters.
1: Yeah, I think so. I, like I say, I mean, it's it's not a it's not a bad draft, no. but it just doesn't. There's nothing there that gets me really excited.
0: Nothing gets you turned on. Mm, nope. We can going to get the people going. Well, Other I'm than give the fact
1: you... that you just lost the, the Giants so, so much. You to, yeah, I'm yeah, going to move on to another were... team's draft oh. that
0: does not move the needle too much for me personally, and that's the Washington Commanders because Commanders grabbed Emmanuel Forbes in the first round, as uh, Brad likes to refer to him as Flat Stanley, and then uh, Tavis Martin in the second round, which I like Tavis Martin. I don't know if that middle of the second round was a little high for me as personally. As soon
1: said Flat Stanley, Brad just pretty much woke up. He perked of right up. Sleep and smiled. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, Ricky Stromberg in the third, and Stromberg good pick at the end of the third round. But then Braden Daniels, KJ Henry, Chris Rodriguez Jr., Andre Jones. I'm not wowed by any of those players in any of those spots. I think Chris Rodriguez is good value in the sixth round, but overall, just the the Commanders' draft kind of made is me.
1: Didn't Dwayne McBride go on the seventh?
0: McBride is better value. There's no doubt about yeah. that. But again, it's like I it just I look at their draft and kind of do like when when Zephyr's talking to you, you know. When you've got the the kind of turn your head to the side and you're like what just happened? Are you pointing at and Hooker on the TV? Yeah, they're going yeah. through the best QB
1: fits. Apparently, he's the fifth best QB. Oh, fit oh well, hey, there you go, the NFL mm-hmm. Network. Yeah,
0: here. NFL Network is not uh, not where we're at right now. So nope. uh, that's Washington. I think again, Emmanuel Forbes, if he stays, not split into. And actually has three dimensional versatility, and by that I mean literally in three dimensions because he's so skinny. Uh, we'll see what happens with him for Washington, but overall just not impressed with Washington's draft class. So why don't you jump over to your other team there in the East?
1: Do you know what? I might be, I'm,
0: I might just be a Cowboys
1: fan. Oh. I don't know what's going on, Dan. They, they take all my players? Wolverines, even <laughs> though they take Wolverines that I'm not exactly excited to mm-hmm. uh, pound the table for or anything like that. But hey, it is what it is. And what is it with this year? Mm. These teams, like it seems like, like I'm talking, like six or seven different teams just went all in on teams. And one team, yeah. Like no I'm just gonna draft government. that whole college roster right, right there. That's my that's my team. I don't know what it is, but they started out with two Michigan Wolverines, yep. so you gotta love it. I'm not as high on Mozzie Smith. as Everybody else, I mean, definitely right. not in the first round. The guy's huge. He's athletic. He's strong. But is he I gonna get be it, consistent? But he just disappears at right. times. So I. Not a good pick at twenty-six, if you ask me. Sure. Schoonmaker at fifty-eight. Yeah, why not? Let's go. Overshawn, stand local. Don't mind right. the pick. But all things considered, is it weird my two favorite picks that they made? <laughs> One is Fayoko Jr. at 129. Right. And then two is Deuce Vaughn. And you say I hate all the small people. <laughs> this is a tiny guy, guy who doesn't test well athletically. But my goodness, when you put on the tape, he just gets me excited. This guy's fun to watch.
0: Well, and I think that uh, one of the reasons why... doesn't fit well. But but the Deuce Vaughn pick, one of the reasons why that's such a great pick for them is uh, Deuce's dad, Chris, is the assistant director of college scouting for the Cowboys. So that's kind of cool. When a team drafts your son... Like when you're working for a team in so the draft, so you go, your son. "Thanks, Dad, got me drafted." And pretty much, right? Yeah. And again, look, hey, I'm surprised Vaughn lasted to the sixth. I know he's a little dude, but I think he is going to be a great pickup for them. And again, when you look at how they I do things, I think he will
1: too. But the fit's not all that great. No, is it's it? not because
0: they they have two small guys now with Pollard and Vaughn, and so it's that's weird. a little bit of a concern. But uh, you know, going forward, we'll see who they pick up uh, to help out with that. But I think Vaughn has got enough of that Swiss Army knife versatility where they're going to be able to use him. At least somehow. So now let's go to Georgia North or Philadelphia, <laughs> the, Philadelphia the Philadelphia Eagles, Philadelphia Bulldogs. Bulldogs, pretty much. Uh, Jalen Carter and then Nolan Smith. They took Tyler Steen and uh, Sidney Brown. Uh, Philly won that the was, trade with Swift too, right? Yeah, and then uh, they, they, of course, they traded for DeAndre uh, Swift from the Lions. So that's another Georgia player. And they drafted Keely Ringo in the fourth round today. Another Georgia player, they grabbed Tanner McKee and Moro Jomo. So the only pick on that list that I kind of turn my head about and wonder about is Tanner McKee. I don't think Tanner McKee even sticks on this roster I've been personally. turning my
1: head about that one all year long. He's the opposite
0: of Jalen Hurts as well. hey,
1: well, it seems how Brad's here. Tell me your super funny thing Which that you love thing. to say, and it really makes me smile.
0: I can't remember. Tanner
1: McKee's really good. He had no weapons. Michael Wilson's really <laughs> yeah. good. He had no quarterback. Yeah. Wait, wait, what? Which huh? which
0: piece? Which piece is the actual piece there? Yeah, like what
1: are we talking they about They love here? to
0: make that argument out there. It's like, oh, no, Wilson's great, except he didn't have anybody throw the ball to him. Sorry, the guy that you were talking about was a great quarterback who had no weapons? Yeah. And two of his receivers got drafted. So all I'm saying is I'm sure Tanner McKee is a sure wonderful I'm pretty sure they all human. are just bad. There's a good chance. All of them. There's a good chance that those three guys. Did you see guys, Stanford's record? Uh, it, they exactly. are all bad. But Sydney Brown is not bad, Sidney and that's Brown's a nice good. pickup. Moro Jomo probably should have gone two rounds earlier from Texas, yeah. and he's kind of a hybrid end tackle at six three two ninety two. Did so, they
1: take Moro just in case Carter's a <laughs> potentially uh, right? Stop. Uh, it but again, stop. between
0: between look, they did. They got Carter Smith and Ajomo on the D line. They grabbed Steen to help out the offensive line. They grabbed a corner and a safety. Again, if they would have done something else in the sixth round other than Tanner McKee, I would love this draft class. As it is, I like it. They're one pick away from it being just amazing for me.
1: I don't don't hate it. I don't hate it. I think it's a lot of high risk, high reward, though.
0: Well, last uh, area we're going to go to, we're going to go out to the NFC West. And why don't you start with your Niners?
1: I'll start with the Niners and then you do both your teams and I'll end it with oh, the Rams cuz they Okay. They didn't have many picks so it's I'm kind good. of irrelevant and they also had Mr. Irrelevant in the draft so it just makes I sense. I like
0: it. Sounds good.
1: All right. I'll start with the Niners here. Mhm. Man. Who is drafting for them this year?
0: Um one of their children. I'm what not sure.
1: In the hell is going on? <laughs> Jair Brown, I get it. You didn't have a pick till the third round, right? So the odds of them having a good draft, it wasn't. It was going to be hard. It wasn't good, right? And Jair Brown, I don't even mind that. Okay, I don't because in the third round, like okay, sure, his mm-hmm. tape isn't bad. He's just it has
0: a, to be because he runs a four six five.
1: Yeah, well, I'm still waiting for him to finish his forty. <laughs> still going. Yeah, that'd but, be a static around. Like, but it four, is six, what then. it is. But then you take a kicker. Even if it is a Michigan kicker, like, mm-hmm. okay, thanks. Hail to the victors. We had like eight. He's people the drafted highest today. drafted
0: kicker in a long time.
1: Yeah. But and then you take Cameron Latu in the third. Like mm-hmm. come on. It's not awful, but like
0: Right. it's not good. And I feel like you're drafting everybody at least a round earlier than they should be.
1: Yeah, and Luther Jr., Beal Jr., Winters, Willis. Then they at least they grab another Wolverine, Bell, and then Graham. Like why it's a weird draft for them, Dan. If you had to say, who's your favorite <laughs> pick based on the value they got him in this thing?
0: Ronnie Bell. Sure, I feel like it almost how has to is be he him. even
1: going to touch field? And he's forty-four years old.
0: Nah, no. But that's the thing. It's like I don't really like any of their picks. You know what I was going to crack a joke
1: about? You yeah. know what their best pick is?
0: What's that? It's the freaking kicker. It's it moody. <laughs> it's the
1: kicker. He's yeah. the only one that I see like making an impact on this sure. team.
0: Like, he, he definitely will be and they, uh, the inside track to being their starting kicker. There's no doubt about that. If you spent pick
1: 99 on a kicker and he doesn't end up being your kicker that just Look, seals the deal for this draft class
0: we've seen that before remember what happened with tampa i don't remember what the guy's it was name was, was it santos or somebody else i don't remember who it was oh, There was, was a guy that tampa Maguire. grabbed that uh, was like the third round draft pick kicker all oh, the second, from florida round. the florida yeah, yeah, yeah florida state no, or carlos
1: no because he i thought he went to the dolphins i don't know we're getting way down the point road.
0: being you don't draft a kicker that high so correct
1: why ever draft a kicker? There was only one kicker all time that was ever worth being drafted, and the Lions got him, and he was still terrible. Well, so all I can tell Nate you Freeze. is
0: I received one text from my I dad today, Brad and the, the text from my dad was, what did you think about San Francisco taking a kicker? <laughs> and so that was like, yeah, silly. Silly is what I think that is. So, yep. Unfortunately for San Francisco, love San Francisco, don't love what they did right there. Also, uh, don't necessarily but know wait, that I love all of what wait, happened.
1: Dan. Go move on from San Francisco. Oh, yet. go ahead. Sorry, their draft was terrible. But they probably get a B plus because they got Christian McCaffrey.
0: Ah, yeah, fair enough. They did use their picks to, to get Christian McCaffrey. So not quite a yeah, Matt Stafford. Throw Christian
1: McCaffrey's name in here and then regrade it. Yeah, and it see does what seem better. It does oh, yeah.
0: look better. Yeah. All right. So, admittedly, that that's uh, how JP likes to grade his drafts. Is you really got to take hey, the totality of the draft, in whatever there. I you I did with, you. with the picks, right? And if you got Christian McCaffrey with those picks, <laughs> yeah, fair. If right? you
1: walk out with McCaffrey and Moody and he's he's a solid <laughs> kicker kicking 90% field goals for you, let's go. All
0: right, so the Arizona Cardinals needed a lot of bodies, and they drafted a fair number of them. They grabbed Paris Johnson Jr. in the first, B.J. Gilari in the second, and in the third they doubled up with Garrett Williams and Michael Wilson, and we've talked about Wilson uh, and Williams coming off the injury. B.J. Gilari should be good, but also maybe a little rich, and Paris Johnson should be A surefire starter. You look at the day three picks, though, and they they had a mixed bag. They grabbed uh, Clayton Toon as a backup quarterback, who they might have to put into a starting role potentially if Kyler's not healthy. But uh, Owen Papo and Dante Stills are both two guys you really like, JP. Uh, Dude,
1: Owen Papo, I said, if you can guarantee me a guy stays healthy, he's the best linebacker in the entire draft. Sure. He will not stay healthy, so it's a (laughs) wasted pick, but my gosh, the talent is there. Mm -hmm. And then I think I've said, well, Brad here is even awake right now, but Ah. he cracked a joke because we do our little mock draft simulator Mm -hmm. things and text our pictures, and he goes, dude, you take stills in the seventh round every time. I go,
0: yep, yep, (laughs) sure do.
1: And then he went there today, so yes, I absolutely love it.
0: Yeah, and again, Dante still is one of those undersized-ish tackles and that he's 6'4 286 so he might even be able to put on 10 or 20 pounds if he wants to it's a depending great what they want to do there. with him so yeah it's a great pickup for arizona who needed some great pickups in this draft there's no doubt that they were staring down the barrel of a, of a pretty awkward situation for them if they did not improve their roster in a lot of different areas so the seattle seahawks are the other team that i am going to talk about right now and boy did seattle have a fun draft. They grabbed Devin Witherspoon when no one thought they were going to grab Witherspoon in the first round. They also grabbed uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, who uh, was the top wide receiver on our boards uh, in the second and the best situation he, he was could possibly. Or, sorry, in the player. first, uh, second pick in the first round. Um, what was that? He's the second second on your board, right? Because on yeah, my board. sure. But my point being, he ended up in the perfect situation for him because he can be the second or third wide receiver. He doesn't have to be the, the main guy because he's got DK Metcalf. He's got Tyler Lockett. So it's a perfect situation for him to fall into. Derek Hall at the top of the second round, maybe a little high for him, but still a guy both of us really like. Zach Charbonnet is a perfect compliment in the backfield. Anthony Bradford, eh, Cameron Young. Okay. Mike Morris and the fifth round. All right. They took Olu Olu at the end of the fifth round. Big fan of that one. Jarek Reed. Okay. Kenny McIntosh, you think is a waste of space, but I think he's got some, mm-hmm. uh, some, positional versatility. Hey, he won't make them. the roster. I think he will. Uh, but at any rate, overall good draft for Seattle. I think they'd really help themselves with a lot of pieces there, especially at the top of the draft. So some of those later ones are a bit more lottery tickets, but then again, like we talk about in our, our guys in our bus thing, it's hard for us to call somebody a bust yeah, I see some Felix on the on the TV right now. They
1: claim that he's the number one edge rusher. Yes. fit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because he's just gonna be able to pin his ears back and go in Kansas City. I mean, I wanted him at other teams. Not as big of a fan of Kansas City, but it's still good for him. That's a different topic. He's gonna
1: help him win the Super Bowl, so that stop. Roger Rice
0: can get the MVP. You stop. Look, you are going to be <laughs> owing me things after that. Uh, after I'm this, so bet glad got. this is all on tape. Hey, we're recording. Dan, remember a reason, when
1: man. we were playing ladder golf and you hit, just a few stop. hours ago. You got excited because you had a little ringer as a no three, visual and I was like, you know what, Dan? Hold on. I got another one. I'm just going to no throw my, proof. knock yours off, and take that three.
0: No visual proof.
1: And then Brad had a meltdown because that happened. It did. I'm very annoyed. Yeah.
0: But there's no visual proof of that. I'm like, you it. throwing a spatula.
1: But you just confirmed it on record.
0: Well, I, I may have hinted at something. I, I do not recall how oh, that transpired. My qu- Isn't that what they say? Quickly how quickly your memory say? is faded, sir. <laughs> But, yeah, so, again, Seattle to wrap them up, uh, a lot of great uh, picks for them. A few question marks, but guys that are going to help them out uh, across the board. So, good draft for Seattle overall. Why don't you wrap us up with this episode with the Los Angeles Rams?
1: Well, I mean, the Rams on draft day has been irrelevant for a long time, and they had Mr. (laughs) Mr. Irrelevant. So, like I said, it seemed fitting. But all things considered, I really like what they did with what they had. Steve Avila at pick thirty six. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of players that were drafted above him at thirty six that were worse than him. Sure, most of them were tiny wide receivers. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: sorry, stop. Uh, Brian Young, edge rusher, Tennessee. Love it. Colby Turner was one of my guys. Yep, absolutely love that. Pick. That's the best pick they made. And yeah. Avila's is a monster. I agree with that. I just I think because Avila at thirty six, mm-hmm. Colby Turner at eighty nine. That value um, there is awesome. Yeah, Warren McClendon in the fifth. Stetson Bennett, I mean, why not take a little project QB? Sure. He, I mean, he's 100, but it's a all good. <laughs> it's all good. But uh, you know, And I'm not going to name every pick they took, but I, no, they but took a lot of picks. But Warren McClendon Jr., Right. I'm okay with that at 174. Really like Davis Allen at 175. Mm-hmm. Treves, uh Hodges-Tomlinson. Like I said,
0: and the sixth round, sixth round, that's awesome. So that
1: is beautiful because, right. like I said, if he were a little bigger, he's the best corner in this whole thing. Right, and well, in the sixth round, I'll take my shot on the little mighty mouse. Sure, that might be his new nickname. I don't ah. know. And then they had like 14 more picks. Everybody yeah, had, had the last name Evans, but fifth round, dude, round on they had ten round. picks. I want to talk about the seventh round. Yeah, just the last two, Jason Taylor the second. He was a top yes. five safety for me. I forget right. where he's at. He might have been safety three or four. Right. Like, that very is... very good safety. Awesome. Yes. Awesome value there. Yes. And then Mr. Irrelevant himself. You know, Mr. Irrelevant rarely works out, unless you're Brock Purdy. Right. Dude, this guy might work out. Well, First of all, he's <laughs> from Detroit, Michigan. So, yeah. Which is awesome.
0: It's a bummer he went to Toledo.
1: But it is a bummer he went to Toledo. But Deswan, Deswan Johnson was a guy that was kind of on her radar the entire season. Sure. I was like, man, there's something about him, but just not a lot to scream about. But, mm-hmm. like, I would take him. Mr. Irrelevant?
0: Well, one idea? of the things about him, 16 and a half tackles for loss this I year. I know. That's nuts.
1: It is nuts.
0: That's not a guy who should be going last in the draft. Mr.
1: Irrelevant's got to change. There are a lot of people who are far more relevant than him.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there will be over the course of history. Yes. Okay, so that kind of wraps us up. We've gone through all the teams. We'll we'll break down a little more deeply looking into the grades on all these teams and also seeing what they do from the UDFA standpoint because now we know uh, the draft has been over for like 15, 20 minutes. Guys' phones are lighting up right now all over the the guys who didn't get drafted, all those UDFAs will look at those as well, see who made some good picks, who can potentially make rosters, all that kind of fun stuff. Look, the draft is now done, JP, but we're not done. There is so much over the next few weeks that's gonna shake I know these we rosters. gotta
1: grade these we gotta grade these classes on the next couple episodes, yep. but I'm so excited to draft our teams for next year. No, yeah, right. <laughs> So excited. Well, I can tell you this I much. can't wait to start building the board for next year.
0: We are. We're pretty happy with uh, with how things happen here in Detroit as Lions fans. We're pretty happy for several of the teams we cover, and we're pretty happy that we get Don't to Don't make me on. sing Lion King. 2024, stop it with that. That might be my new you, intro. You ended with the last episode. I'm not going to let you do it again.
1: It might be my new thing.
0: Okay, well, we'll let you brush up on your. Pipes. I just gotta
1: learn what they actually say. Uh, right, exactly. I sing it differently every yeah, time, I and I make you. up the words. I have no Admittedly, idea what they say. You
0: should probably be more what I have to the that flow culture. and the tune down. You do, so we'll be I more. I mean, sensitive people
1: know what I'm saying without to
0: me even know what I'm saying. Yeah, so again, we're gonna we're gonna work on it's actually fun. learning the language. There, we'll see what happens. But hey, we'll work on that. We'll work on our rankings, and we'll work and get back to you guys next week with Draft Draft.